0: a lot to cover today, and we're just going to start with another one of the trailers that's out right now. Um, uh, Someone mentioned to me that, that and it makes sense of course, the trailer's on a lot of TV right now. I imagine this is the one that's on TV. It's just a minute long or so. I'm not watching enough TV. I haven't seen it yet. It's where Anne Hathaway sings, um, I Dream of Dream. Um, Just some filler while people walk in. Read a little bit more this week about the movie, which is coming out on Christmas Day. Les Miserables, obviously. Obviously. uh, it will be now. Now I'm sort of backpedaling just a hair, um, getting sort of nailed as the Les Miserables guy. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's all singing. I mean, it's to- There's there's no dialogue, no spoken dialogue whatsoever, evidently. And so it's gonna it's gonna be forced in that sense. Um, and and one review that I read, I guess maybe it's been released already in Europe. I'm not sure. Uh, just this morning, you know they didn't really like it just because it, it was so long it 's like two two hours, forty minutes, something like that, and it's all seen. I was like, well, what were you expecting but um there it is so so uh, no dialogue, no just sort of typical talk between Valjean Javert, anybody else uh, uh, just to create an expectation um. One thing also that's notable about the movie, which which I don't know enough about cinema to know this is unusual for a musical, and this is kind of where their mark is, is all the actors sang it uh, live in the same way that they would act it live. Where typically, um, you know, when *Greece* was done, they all sang it in a studio and then they acted it and just sort of, you know, what's the word, mimed it, or um, what's the word, lip-synced it. Um, Britney spirited. Um, They didn't do that. They all sort of sang right next to each other as if they were talking to one another except they were singing in the dialogue. Um, And so the positive part, and you can hear this in Anne Hathaway's voice because most of these are actors and not professional singers, is is people that are just slavishly devoted to the the Broadway soundtrack, sung as it is sung by these folks, may be a little bit disappointed because it's going to take a different timbre, different tone, different inflection. But I think, you know, opening it up to it, uh, there's a fragility that's possible. And that's just a way to introduce this trailer. It's Anne Hathaway singing um, the Fantine part. Um, it's a big part. It's a short part. She dies relatively early in the, uh, in the story. Uh, I dreamed a dream, just, just one that drips with suffering and pathos. Um, the expectation that I thought my life would be just completely falls away. Uh, and there's, there is, there's, a, there's a hollow fragility because she's imperfect, and that's, that's what's so good about it. The imperfection of her voice, um, I think, carries a massive amount of strength. So I wonder if I could implore someone to, to do the lights. Thanks, Jim. Um, the bottom one just turns everything off, and that's probably the best one. And this is only a minute long, just a way to kind of get things started. So as if the movie needs, you know, another teaser to say, you know, go see it. But um, uh, uh, coming out on Christmas Day. Yeah. If you turn it up, Peyton, I appreciate it. Um, um, this morning, well, um, let's pray. Lord, um, take this uh, this time and make it your own, um, and speak. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, um, is there another way to go a line from uh, a song that we are here? Today, what have I done, a line that Valjean says, and I can't remember, I'm going to be watching, because we're also going to look at Javert when he commits suicide. I'm not sure if he might say the same thing. Those two, um, the, the, the music sets up a lot of very common motifs where um, different parts of the story um, carry the same tune, the same motif uh, with different words, and I think that may even be one place where, Valje- where Javert says the same thing, I can't remember, because the, today what I intend this to be it's a contrast of the two um, uh, primary characters in the story, Valjean and Javert, the, antagon- the protagonist and the, uh, and the antagonist. You probably confidently would say this is a story primarily about the man Valjean. But you only really know about him through his arch, through Javert. Um, we looked at that last week where the types, um, the Christian types especially, were Valjean, the man changed by grace, the gracious act the merciful act of the bishop, which we looked at last week, where um, in caught red-handed in plain sight, he not only didn't get what he deserved, um, he got the exact opposite of what he deserved. He, you know, he didn't get what he deserved. That's going back to the lash and to the whip um, being sent back to the uh, to the prison camps where he came. Twenty years um, of hard labor, um, not only just sort of get by without it, he got the candlesticks. Worth 2,000 francs, you know, a, a lot of money. He got he got not only not what he deserved, but everything besides. Um, the true picture of grace, the coup de grace, literally the stroke of grace. Um, and so we're going to follow that, um, pick up uh, two songs by Valjean, and then two by Javert today, um, where we both where we contrast the way that that the the act of grace, um, better the proper act of the law. And then the proper act of the gospel, grace, undoes each man. Um, the contrast between them is how Valjean responds to his, uh, to his new life. And we sort of see that in two parts where it's what have I done, which then moves to uh, to who am I. And then contrast that with Javert, where Valjean gives him his life back at a point where he, he uh, uh, at the barricades. And we'll look at that. And then contrast that with his um, his suicide, where where the same motif comes in, um, in the, in the Valjean, um, the death that Valjean experienced as a spiritual death is the physical death that that Javert experiences as he he plunges himself to his own death. So um, one way to contrast this, let's look at Valjean first. This idea of is there another way to go? Um, all throughout, we're looking at the line of providence, the root line of providence, provision. Um, we can see the uh, the, uh, the, 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 the the idea that, that God provides, oftentimes, in a hidden way for uh, his purpose being wrought in real time in our lives. That's what you could call providence. And this this got a very strong sense of providence throughout the story. We'll look at that especially next week as we begin to summarize it. Um is there another way to go? It's intended to be, um, what I'm intending it to be, is a, a strong rhetorical question. Is there another way to go? Can we have um, at the bottom of the, uh, of the barrel um, what we simply sometimes call choice? Um, in this passive position, which I'm often trying to advocate for, um, can, we, can we choose left or right, up or down, heaven or hell, et cetera, and so forth? Can we escape? the grasp of God, if he so wills it. That's one way you could really read into this whole story with Valjean, Javert, and Thenardier. who I keep saying that we're not going to talk about, but I keep throwing him in just for a little bit of pepper. Um, thinking about Valjean first, um, we're going to pick up the story right on the end of where um, the, the bishop has just um, bought his soul for God, um, which we looked at last week, if you were in here, uh, where uh, where he, he, uh, he not only... Uh, lets Valjean go, but he lets Valjean go with, now, great wealth, which he then parlays, we'll learn later, into uh, uh, an even greater wealth, where he becomes a, um, uh, a wealthy, successful businessman and the mayor of a small town, etc., and so forth. But right now, he's running. Um, you could say these two songs, What Have I Done?, and then about 20 minutes later in the, in the, in the play, uh, the Who Am I part. At the beginning, Valjean is running away from his past. Later, he's going to run towards his past. So I'm putting his conversion, so to speak, this man who was struck by grace, killed, and remade. um, As C.S. Lewis, in sort of the Lewisian way, called it, um, we must all die before we die, for there will be no chance after. It's that idea. Um, that Paul picks up so, so, so often in the New Testament. Um, for I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That, that, that death that Valjean is dying. Um, remember, this whole story just drips with death. Um, almost everybody dies a physical death. Um, uh, everybody except, you know, for the Thenardiers and really Cosette in some way dies a spiritual death, at least, even if they're alive. So it's a heavy story. I mean, that's obviously true, and it's a story of death, but also life. I ultimately think it's a story of great, great hope. It doesn't come easy, or it doesn't come naturally. Not, not easy is the wrong adjective. It doesn't come naturally. It's very unnatural, this process of, uh, of, of the question of who am I and being reckoned in the passive sense by God. Um, obviously, I'm trying to use the story to describe... Um, what God has done for us um, at the beginning. What have I done? We'll move to this. I have done uh, when Valjean reckons his true identity as both and, and not an either or. This is all just sort of a preface, and then we'll see it go. At the beginning, he wants to say, "I'm no longer that man because the bishop even told me he bought my life for God." Valjean, Jean Valjean, is nothing more. Um, another story must begin and so then he runs away from himself and he takes on the pseudonym and this new identity of a mayor which sounds great but that's only really sort of half the story because he doesn't reckon with himself and those 20 years uh, of the fact that you know I am the man Um, I am the one who, who stole the loaf of bread small as it is it was an infraction of the law I am the man who struck the bishop the man who, the hand who fed me was literally feeding me and providing for me. The bishop's hand is the hand of God, providence, giving me life. I struck. And he doesn't own that at first. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have that as a part of his identity. Later on, that's, that's, that's what have I done. Um, that's where he begins his death. His new life really doesn't emerge until the second part of his story. Um, the second The second song where he begins to describe this. In, um, in uh, uh, "Who Am I," where he starts to reckon truly his identity. I mean, obviously, it's what the song's about. Who am I? Um, and then he comes to realize that I'm both, and I'm not either a sinner or a saint. I'm not either the um, uh, the one who stole the loaf of bread or a really, really, really good guy who's being a beneficent employer to hundreds of people. And so I should go forth. He, he realizes he is reckoned in the passive tense. That I am both that man and this one, and that is massive, massive importance for us um, to um, to come to that both hand. This is the little mug. This is a shameless plug. That's in the uh, in the bookstore. Simul Justus et peccator. Um, it's the Latin phrase simultaneously justified and sinful. I'm not. I didn't. I wasn't once a sinner, but now I'm at least to some degree better. One percent. Ten percent. 48 percent, 100 percent better. We're going to see that's Javert's grid, and it does nothing for him. I'm both at one and the same time, completely this and completely that. You know, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, all that stuff put together. Um, so let's uh, let's look at this because I want to keep this moving so we can actually get here. The passive sense of, ja- uh, of Valjean being um, uh, being reckoned by grace um, we're going to hear the death motif which we're going to see echoed in javer's suicide in in this first song what have i done sweet jesus what have i done you know and he starts to really trip it and it's the we'll hear the uh the movement i think it's the holy spirit sort of work on each one of us where we 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 realize our our sort of self-talk our inner monologue as it were we're going to hear that and it's got the tripping that's sort of the racing thought under the law, properly judged and accused, and it's going to slow down almost on a dime. And we're going to hear the other voice inside the head, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of restitution and restoration and and simply rest. And he's going to start to have the new life begin to grow. And that's also anyway. That's that's a lot that we can also pick up on in um, in our own lives. But let's listen to the song, and then we'll see where we want to go from there. So, some, thank you, Jim. Uh-oh. Well shoot. Now we're into the other part. I hear this in Javier's suicide later same motif So here Valjean, sorry for the damaged area, I don't know what that was, um, has to uh, escape from his old identity. He's running from uh, his past, he's running from himself. He's trying, he's still got some of the old Adam in him, is how I'm going to sort of frame this. And he's trying still to retain some of that activity and say, I'm going to make a new start. I'm going to do something with what I've been given. Um uh, another story must begin. Is there another way to go? It, his, his obvious answer is no, this is what I have to do. And that's right. Um, staring into the void, into the whirlpool of my sin. Javert is going to do the same thing. Um, stare into a world that's void now of his great beacons of, uh, of guidance, the stars. We were, I was going to listen to that, but I knew we were going to have enough time. That's, that's kind of Javert's anthem, if those of you all who know the, the story Um, As the stars are ordered in the sky um, and everything is always in its right place in a rigid and inflexible structure, uh, so also our lives, which we have moral responsibility for and choice for, Javert would say, um, are how we order and, 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 and run our lives. And just like the stars can fall from the sky, just like Lucifer once fell So also each man and each woman is responsible for themselves, and they also can fall from grace, just like this fugitive running, fallen from God, fallen from grace, as he describes um, Valjean. Uh, The stars are always there for Javert, um, and they're always there telling him, more than reminding him, telling him that this is the way that I know that I'm on the right path because I follow the order that's set before me. Right now, Valjean, it's always hard to remember who's who, Valjean is looking into the, the, the whirlpool of my sin, um, into the black void that's in there. Javert is going to say the same thing, that he lost his orientation. His word was completely upended by the gracious act of Valjean, and he no longer had any kind of compass, a moral compass, um, no longer had any kind of ordering. Uh, the, 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 the stroke of grace totally upended everything. The men are going to diverge two different ways. Right now, Valjean, staring into the void, into the whirlpool of my sin, he uh, he yet lives. Um, he is yet given life, is probably the best way to put it, retaining the passive sense. Javert is not. He takes his own life. It's going to set up a question that we're going to try to square up to a little bit more last next week. Is Javert... Um, unredeemable because he doesn't come back in the final scene, in the finale, as sort of the the host of heaven, all who have already died, to kind of sing beckoning Valjean on. So there's there's some things at the end of the story that I take some exception with. We'll look at that. Um, So right now Valjean um, is uh, at the end of stage one of his conversion. Having looked into the darkness of the void, he just knows that I need to escape now from the world and from my past and move to something else. Uh, and he's on the way. So let's look at the next one where we, let me cue this up, see him. Uh, context, I'll have to do this. I can't do it at the same time as I talk. Um, 3015. Um, Valjean is a man of really unnatural strength, and Javert observes him save a man uh, who was trapped under a cart. Um, and, and Valjean and ja- Javert has uh, a memory of a convict who escaped ten years previous who also had this freakish sort of supernatural almost human strength. And, uh, uh, and he tells it, but, but no, that can't be you, Javert says to Valjean. That can't be you because we just caught that man. And, of course, he's denying everything. But we caught him this very day, and so now we have the actual Jean Valjean. And so Valjean is now struck with this question, who am I? Because I could let this other man, who they caught and they think is me, and he's about to get sentenced to death, which is going to finish the day. They're going to say Valjean, you know, no longer. And so he's a free man. He wouldn't. The, the, the police wouldn't chase him anymore. This is his chance. Um, but he reckons. He's being reckoned with truth. Um, is there another way to go? He's going to ask himself. He's going to come out and say, "No, I am the man." Um, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, as it were. You know, when we you know, work with, you know, somebody says, "I don't know who that was." I mean, it totally wasn't myself. I drank all that stuff, and then I say things that I just don't. I don't. I don't mean to say. You know, at some point, the mirror comes back and it's like it's still me. Whether I don't think it's me or not, who else said it? You know, it's just me. I'm both. And, I'm both Jekyll and Hyde. I'm both sober and I'm drunk. I'm both this and that. I'm a sinner and I'm a saint. And he finally reckons that, where he says, I can't let this man go and die for me. Um, that's already happened. I've been reckoned. This is my truth. And so he sets up the confrontation, which we'll also look at next week, with Javert. So, here's um oh one more thing. Um, and you can leave the lights off. I, th- I like the... Uh, the musical uh, device of sort of the descending scales, the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, we're going to hear that really heavy. Um, that's a, in the play, in the movie, I think that's indicative of revelation, of, of, of an insight being given from above, where it's like, aha, now I get it. And he was sort of, we're sort of taken up in that little very simple musical device. Um, but I think it's very effective when he realizes who, who am I? I'm both Jean Valjean and I'm 24601. I'm no longer this pseudonym, this this false identity of the mayor, you know, where he kind of created his own history. He says, no, my history was given to me, and I'm both this and I'm that. So, uh, who am I? Be my chance. Why should I say this? it's a great piece Um, completing the sort of remaking of, of Valjean if at first he ran away this is him running towards himself who am I this is who I am what have I done sweet Jesus what have I done that's running away running towards is this I have done sweet Jesus this I have done and yet You've given me all of this. It makes the bishop's act all the more profound, where it's this I have done, and yet I still have these. He knew me, and yet he still... Now that's the coup de grace. Now that's the strike of grace. That's the unmaking and remaking of a life um, that is no longer my own, but was purchased with a price in such a way that uh, I can say... Um, It is no longer I who live, for I was crucified with Christ, um, but it is Christ who lives in me. This I have done, and yet this is also who I am. The simil, Eustace, et peccato, or both and. Contrasting all that with Javert, who I said last week, and and do think the most compelling character in the story. I just really am fascinated by Javert. He's the one I'm most interested in um, personally, but also to see where it comes. I mentioned stars. Um, a man who could not imbibe grace, this inflexible, unbending, unfeeling rule. We're going to look a lot about that, the unfeelingness and the unbendability of the law next week. Um, uh, uh, he doesn't know what to do with Javert. I mean, Javert doesn't know what to do with Valjean when he is suddenly struck, literally, by um, Valjean's act of mercy. It is a... Uh, it is a it is a blow that he's not felt before, um, and, it, and it it upends his entire orientation. Setting this up, um, the barricades happen. I'm not going to go into all that. Um, as the uh, the students, all who will die, um, uh, try to defend for the the, the the rights of the people, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, Javert, uh, in an effort to try to come. To, to catch him, as the, as the good law would, he, uh, he set himself up as an imposter uh, to try to, 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 to you know, uh, decide what they were going to do, know their plans, um, and so he could, uh, he could catch him more easily later with all of his, his troops, but he gets found out by a little kid, Gavroche, and so he's a prisoner. Then Valjean comes and sort of joins the movement, really to be around his adopted daughter's boyfriend, who's about to wants to marry her just so we can get to know her more, but that's the love story that we're not going to talk about. Um, it's a very convoluted plot. Uh, uh, sets it all up where Valjean, who sort of proved himself with a heroic act of bravery um, when the first shots were fired at the first attack, says, give me the prisoner. Let me do what I want to do with him. Um, and that prisoner, of course, is Javert, and this is the first time for many years that they actually see each other face to face, and so it's a good sort of tense moment, uh, and Javert says, oh, I knew you would do this, now fitting with a knife that you would kill me, you're waiting your turn, we'll just go ahead and do it. Um, a lot of similarities where the bishop with um, uh, with Valjean sets up um, all sorts of... Uh, of tension in Valjean early. and Remember Valjean's first response to the bishop? He's like, yeah, whatever. As soon as you go to bed, um, I'm going to steal everything. And just very cynical and very uh, very unbelieving. That's what ja- Javert is to him. It's like, well, you, you know, you have your chance, and uh, when he even realizes that Valjean's saying, I'm going to let you go. He says, you know, whatever. If you let me go, I'm not changing. I'm still going to follow you. So be an idiot if you want to and let me go. But I'm going to do this. He thought he was in control of himself. He thought the stars would direct his life in such a way that he knew the way that he could go. But it doesn't happen quite the way that Javert um, expects. And the hiddenness, the hidden work, the providence, the provision uh, of grace um, has uh, has a work much like the leaven in a lump of dough, where it begins to work from the inside out and change things and it's the beginning of the end for Javert we're gonna look at two songs um, the the short piece at the first attack where uh, uh, Javert receives Valjean's mercy and then later uh, a second time he receives he catches Valjean red-handed coming out of the sewers he lets him go on impulse but we'll look at that in just a minute here's um, Valjean showing Javert mercy 136:40. I will write you to kill her at night. You talk too much. Your life is safe in my hands. Understand, get out of here. I <laughs> Clear out of here. <laughs> So, um, the unbending and unflexible paradigm, the orientation, the stars beginning to, uh, to fall fast on Javert, you know, once a thief, forever a thief, period, nobody changes, you are who you are, you decided that long ago, um, uh, he's holding on, he's grasping as it were, sort of the death grip, trying to say this is the way it is, but uh, Valjean has none of it, nope, no bargains or conditions, um, no petitions, no, no and ifs or buts. If I'm still alive at the end of this and you still want to come find me, here's my address. Come get me. You know, This is what I'm supposed to do. This is the how I've been provided for all my life. This is my moment. He has that clarity, that revelation that came down. And uh, he says, go. And he just goes. That's the beginning of an unmade man. So we fast forward a little bit. That's the stroke of grace, the coup de grace again. Um, at Javier's suicide, we're going to hear the same motif, the death motif, that we heard in, um, uh, in What Have I Done. We're going to hear the same motif repeated here in Javier's suicide. And he's going to argue with himself, again, that sort of inner monologue, back and forth, trying to say, this has to be the way it is, and yet could it be that Valjean changed? And when that seed of doubt begins to grow as the leaven works through the, ble- the bread... Um, he can't abide it. Um, For for Javert, it was always an either-or. Either you've fallen from God, fallen from grace, or uh, you've chosen the path of the righteous. Um, And and that itself will be its reward. He says that earlier in the... um, in the play. Um, Theologically, what we're looking at here are the proper operations of law and grace. The two are never bedfellows. The two never sleep together. The two are never concurrent. A little bit law, a little bit grace. It's the law does its work which undresses us and makes us um, uh, crushed, in fact. Um, And then grace uh, restores and revives and resurrects. Um, It's the question now, as the darkness comes and the death descends on Javert, um, what can become of him in terms of his life, his new life um, uh, seemingly unredeemed in the story. Let me see if there's any other um, notes before we uh, look at this. Um, No, this is good. We can uh, line this up and then make a few closing comments, and we'll set it up for next week. So this is a famous scene, Javert's Suicide. Um, 5340... just like that, that's how slight it was. Thank you. That's him jumping off a bridge into uh, into the river. Um, so is he from heaven or is he from hell? How does he know? Um, is there another way to go? No, there is no way. I can go on, he says, and he uh, he comes to his end and he says, I can't I can't do it. Um, I am going to leave it sort of cliffhanging and say, let's pick that up. That question is is he beyond the scope of redemption? It's the Judas question, isn't it? Um, what of Judas? um is is he in the sixth level of hell or or is there is there hope yet even for him um, how far does the reach of grace go does it extend does it is it extinguished at a, uh, at the moment when Javert plunges himself beneath the waters um, or is there yet a place is he from heaven or is he from hell my heart is stone and yet it trembles um my heart of stone is being broken to pieces by the word of god which is a hammer says jeremiah um and yet it begins to tremble i'm thinking of the deeper magic in narnia where the great stone table begins to tremble and crack you know it's just it's 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 a not just an intriguing question i think it's a compelling question what of javert what do we make of of the uh uh, the rigidity which he so fiercely and tenaciously clung to based on his own history. Remember, being born in a prison, and we'll look at a lot of that next week, looking at the coolest song, um, Confrontation, in the, uh, in the, in the play. Uh, we, we learn a little bit of his story, his biography. Um, at what point do we, well, anyway, we'll ask a lot more about Javert, and then, sort of, the ultimate end um, of all, looking at the last line of the play, um, To Love Another Person is to See the Face of God. And I'll go ahead and put it out there. I think it's one of the weakest lines of the whole musical, of the whole libretto that Cameron McIntosh and his crew put together. Because I think it's wrong. Um, but we'll look at that later. Be interested to see how the movie works with that. Um, Valjean Javert. Um, uh, I'll I'll just hit pause and leave that to us for for next week, and then I'll try to figure out a way to wrap this up. (laughs) Let me pray. Lord, um, take all this uh, and and make it something really helpful as you approach us, so uh, as you apprehend us through um, story and through narrative and through uh, analogy and metaphor of what uh, a life in you looks like, After we have been unmade and after we've been undressed and indeed after we die that death, uh, allow that work to tremble our hearts of stone and to vivify and and resurrect those hearts of flesh which uh, yet live in each one of us at the same time. Uh, We beg this um, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. See you all next week.